Hello and welcome to Penalty on the Podcaster Overtime, the weekly XFL and USFL predicting podcast. This week, just a season reflection on the XFL, because it's a bye week, and predicting week four, I think, yeah, week four already of the 2023 USFL season. So if I have any new listeners, the way this is going to work is I'll look at last week's slate of games and talk about each game. And then go to this week's slate of games and give predictions on each game for score and outcome. And also just player performances. Of course, this week that won't be for the XFL because I'll just be doing a season reflection because it's a bye week between the division championships and the championship. So, yeah, that'll be fun. And just going with that. Now, just a disclaimer, this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Uh, This is not gambling advice, and I truly mean that I am not responsible for any money that was lost. If it was lost, gambling on things said in this podcast. And also, just a few messages. This podcast is not currently sponsored. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast or contact me for whatever reason, my email is in the description This podcast is available on YouTube, Spotify, RSS Community, and Google Podcasts. If you would like to listen to this podcast on another platform, the links will be in the description. If you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. It helps the channel grow. Takes about a second. Costs nothing. And you can always undo it if you change your mind. Uh, Also, make sure to ding that bell on YouTube or follow on Spotify or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so you never miss an episode and also the best way you can help the show grow is by spreading the word just mention it to a friend it is free it can be a great conversation starter it's by far the easiest and best way to grow the show so now let's get on with it all right so i'll start with the xfl So, last week, I predicted the Renegades losing to the Roughnecks, but it happened the other way around. I'm surprised because the Roughnecks clobbered the Renegades in their last two games together, so this is a bit of a surprising one. It's it's an upset, definitely. So, Arlington moves on. And before I move on to the other semifinal division championship game, The trophies for the division championships look horrible, and the XFL should do better. They look so cheap. And then for the North Division Championship, it was Sea Dragons at Defenders. And, yeah, the Defenders prevailed, of course, because they're the best team. They've only lost a single game, and now DC will face Arlington in the championship. I think that will be in San Antonio at the Alamodome. But for the reflection, I don't know. It was an interesting league with some interesting rules. Like it's not a touchback if it if the ball gets fumbled out of the end zone. Um, because it is placed at the spot where the runner lost possession of the ball. And also the kickoffs were weird. Basically the if you've watched the XFL you know what I mean. But I mean it was interesting, new rules, but it just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right like the USFL. It doesn't feel like real football. 
it was an interestingly, again, a good placeholder. But I will say the USFL is far superior to the XFL. And so I'm just going... And that, of course, is my opinion. You may think differently. But, yeah. That's what I think about it. There's not much reflecting to do. I did not watch many of the games because I do not have ESPN. So... I did not watch many of the games, and really, it's just unfortunate that it couldn't be better, because it could have been a better league, but I don't know. Just the feel of it wasn't right. And now, moving on to the USFL, uh, this is a much better league, I will say, in in my opinion, of course, but... In week three, New Orleans beat Birmingham, which is quite a feat. Birmingham, of course, very injured. New Orleans has one of the best quarterbacks in the league, McLeod Bethel Thompson. But the Stallions are so injured. Uh, Scooby Wright, Nate Washington, I think his name is. They're so injured. And, of course, J.M.R. Smith. And then the Memphis Showboats. I've lost faith in them. Like, like, they did have a brutal start to their schedule, but losing to the Gamblers is not something to be proud of. They are now 0-3, and they're the only winless team in the league now. And then the Pittsburgh Maulers uh, beat the Philadelphia Stars. The Philadelphia Stars seem to have fallen off, and they're only 1-2 and two after their championship run last season. And then the Generals beat the Panthers, who are looking really good. Reggie Corbin is looking amazing. Also, the Maulers and Gamblers look really good. And those are the teams that were bad last season. So it's really interesting how, to me, how they bounced back. So in week four, Houston Gamblers, Philadelphia Stars. The Gamblers are just such a good team. Sort of. They're one and two, of course, but the Stars aren't doing too well. The Stars, though, do have uh, some great defensive backs there. Channing Stribling, and they also have the leader in interceptions. I think his name, I think it's Amani Dennis. They, they have some amazing talent at cornerback. With the two best cornerbacks in the league, it's not something that's debatable. And the Gamblers are a much different team. They do have a different quarterback who's doing pretty well. And maybe sometimes he lets the ball go and like forces it into tight coverage, but Bahar has been doing pretty good. Kenji Bahar, he's a lot better than, he's played better than Clayton Thorsten. And so I guess, like, they got really unlucky last year, but they look okay. Tia Redding's doing pretty well for himself, and they've just been pretty good. Uh, what they've been doing. Of course, they have a losing record, but they can come back from it. It's only one and two. 
Uh, but they're in a very competitive division. Overall, I predict the Gamblers winning like the way their streak goes. I do predict Kenji Bahar throwing at least one touchdown. And I do predict Case Cookus throwing at least one touchdown. And I do predict Kenji Bahar throwing at least one interception. But I do predict the Gamblers narrowly coming out with the win 23-21. Memphis Showboats at Michigan Panthers. The Panthers have been really good with Reggie Corbin. He's just so good at, you know, being a running back. He gets involved in the passing game as well. With the Showboats, I think they found their guy in Cole Kelly, who is... Somehow a bigger guy than Brady White, which is incredible. Brady White's a pretty big quarterback, but Cole Kelly is 6'7 and 250, so he's huge. And he hasn't been too bad, but the showboats, the showboats have been very, very bad. And they're 0-3. They've come... They came close on their first game and narrowly lost, but now they they like they have their they got blown out and then they did poorly, but they do have Osiris Mitchell who's pretty solid at the wide receiver position. Of course, the Panthers have Reggie Corbin who I just. Can't stop talking about. They also have Bodarius Ham at tackle. He's a very good tackle. And at quarterback, they have Josh Love, who has been okay. But I just can't say it enough. Reggie Corbin has been great. And he does have a probable tag for injury. But... Corbin at 5'9", 208 pounds, has been borderline unstoppable. So I predict him rushing for at least two touchdowns. And I predict Josh Love throwing at least one touchdown. I predict, uh, oh, what's his name? The Showboats quarterback. I predict Cole Kelly throwing at least two touchdowns, and I predict Osiris Mitchell catching at least one touchdown. Overall, I predict the Panthers winning 28-17. New Orleans Breakers versus the New Jersey Generals. New Orleans Breakers, the last undefeated team. They're the best team in the league as such. And they're lined up. This is lining up to be a pretty good matchup. McLeod Bethel Thompson leads the league in passing yards. And he's been really good at just quarterbacking, I guess. And they do have Akio Glass behind him. And they've done so well just... They've played well 
they they've beat the top teams they've beat the defending champions and they've just been they they're undefeated they're undefeated to show for it and Wes Hills is also a great running back too so this is huge and I do predict McLeod Bethel Thompson throwing at least two touchdowns and Wes Hills rushing for at least one he is a leader in one of the key rushing stats. I forgot which. I think it might be yard. It was either yards or touchdowns. It was. I don't know if he leads the league and he likely doesn't lead the league in touches. But the New Jersey Generals, they do have Dakota Prukop and DeAndre Johnson, and they do have Darius Victor, who is. A really good running back. He has been described as a little bowling ball. And I think he's lived up to that at 5'8", but 209 pounds. And I do predict Darius Victor rushing for at least one touchdown. And the with the way that the generals switch out their quarterbacks, I predict uh, two touchdowns thrown by either Dakota Brucott Cup or DeAndre Johnson or a combination. However, I do predict the Breakers winning, and so I do predict this being a really tight, really close game that I think will be just fun to watch, really. And I do predict New Orleans coming out on top, but in a very close game um i have to think about this one i think maybe a 20 a 28 24 victory i think it's going to be close but i definitely think new orleans will come out on top and yeah mcleod bethel thompson though huge upgrade over kyle Sloter and sal canella don't need him Although he is being very successful in the league, in the XFL. For, and then Stallions, Birmingham Stallions at Pittsburgh Maulers. And Bo Scarborough will be back for the Stallions. He's a big guy. He's a big running back, 6'1", 235. Alex Magoo is a pretty big quarterback. He's mobile. And he leads the league in passing touchdowns with seven in only three games. And he wasn't even the starter for the first game. game. CJ Marable will also be there at running back, who, who is a great running back, definitely. And they do have... Marlon Williams, he was the injured guy. I think he might be back at wide receiver. They do have uh, Michael Darius also playing wide receiver. And uh, Williams tore his Achilles, which is bad. And then they do have that those guys on offense. They've been... Really, really good. They're just a really well 
put together team. And they won the championship for a reason last year. And also Zaquandre Wright. Zaquandre White was pretty good in, I think, the game against Memphis. So he might be a great player for them from here on out. And, you know, their defense has been pretty good. They are, they're totally feeling the loss of the great pass rusher, Demarkey Gates, who signed with the Bears. So, I mean, good for him, but, like, they're dealing with his loss. And, but on defense, they still have Scooby Wright. I don't know if he's still injured. They do have TJ Carter. And their defense is one of the best. And Brandon Aubrey is one of the most accurate kickers in the USFL. So it's really a good thing for Birmingham. They totally have a team capable of making a good run. The problem, though, with all these, like the lack of teams, is sort of like they don't have the, they only have like two rounds of the playoffs. So fewer playoffs, and you only win two games after making the playoffs. So like deep run is basically win one game. So it, but they do, they are struggling with a few injuries. It's really weird. I don't know how to access injury reports for the USFL, unfortunately. Usually there's like a little sign that pops up saying like probable, questionable, out. But that's not really showing up here. Anyway, I predict Alex Miku throwing two touchdowns. And I predict one touchdown. Two touchdowns being rushed for by the running back room of the Birmingham Stallions. They have a ton of talent. Zamir White, CJ Marable, Bo Scarborough. They have just so much talent at running back that it's really hard to defend. And I do predict Michael Darius catching at least one touchdown. They've been doing really well for a reason. For the Maulers, they're quarterbacked by Troy Williams. And he's been pretty good at quarterback. And their defense has been pretty good as well. And, you know, Boogie Roberts as the defensive tackle is great. The... They have so many uh, leads in stats, in defensive stats as a defense. They also do really well as a special teams unit. So this is a really good team. And yeah, they're just good and like they can do well, but they're only one and two. But then again, it's one and two. They've only played three games. They have seven to go. So, 
they really can turn this around. And I I predict Trey Will Troy Williams throwing at least two touchdowns, and of course Boogie Roberts getting at least one sack. Um, and I do predict though that the Birmingham Stallions win this. Because they are a really good team, and they're a better team than the Maulers. But I also predict a pretty good, pretty close game. They do have quality defenses, so maybe low scoring. But no, not really, because they also have pretty good offenses. So I'm predicting maybe 31-24. I think it would be a good score, so that's what I'm predicting. And that is it. For this episode, I hope you've enjoyed it. Again, if you want to contact me for whatever reason, my email is in the description. This podcast is available on YouTube, Spotify, RSS Community, and Google Podcasts. The links to all those other platforms will be in the description. If you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Help the channel grow. It costs nothing. takes about a second, and you can always undo it if you you change your mind later. Also, the best way for you to help this show grow is just spreading the word. And it can be a great conversation starter. It's the by far the easiest and best way to support the show. So thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this installment of Penalty on the Podcaster Overtime. You'll hear more of me next episode.